the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We greet you on a Wednesday, Bruce Hooley Show, Answer Network, 94.5 in Dayton, and also on 98.9 in Columbus. Nice to have you along. You can participate in the program by calling our number, 844-TALK-989, or sending me an email, bruce at 989theanswer.com. You can watch the show live on Facebook. Thankfully, U.S. Marshals were closely watching the vicinity around Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's house last night. Because they arrested a California man. Brett Kavanaugh does not live in California nor anywhere near California. He lives very close to Washington, D.C. in suburban Virginia. A 20-something California man, name not yet released by authorities, who had a gun and a knife on him and who said he was uh, there to do harm to Brett Kavanaugh, probably to kill Brett Kavanaugh. We are, who knows how many, could be hours, maybe days, a week, by the end of the month, away from the Supreme Court's ruling on a Mississippi abortion case that the draft opinion leaked last month suggests will overturn Roe versus Wade. That was a headline at the time, since it has been replaced by the headline of the moment, which are mass shootings. Understandably, they are horrific. They are inexcusable in Buffalo and Uvalde, Texas. But I don't think the two can be completely separated. And while we certainly hope there is not a George Floyd-type incident out there in the summer of 2022 that ignited riots in the summer of 2020, it looks like we are at a point in our culture where we don't need an event to fit a a certain type of category to precipitate widespread protests, riots, and violence, (coughs) excuse me, we will have widespread protests, riots, and violence, and we will blame it on whatever is the top headline at the time. That's my perception of what I see. Because the rhetoric coming from Joe Biden and the Democrats is not healing rhetoric. It is not soothing rhetoric. It is too weaponize words against every position that does not agree with their position. Whether it is a position for authentic biblical morality, and they use that to call Christians hateful and bigoted, like players from the Tampa Bay Rays, who refuse to wear the gay pride emblem on their uniform, whether it is denying reproductive rights, women's health care, 
euphemisms for the killing of unborn children in the womb. Everything is license for outrage and outrage among people who don't have a firm grip on their sanity becomes motivation for violence. It's not like we need something to set us off. We're already set off. We just have to find whatever is convenient for us to blame it on. Now, thankfully, nothing happened to Brett Kavanaugh last night. But had something happened to Brett Kavanaugh, then the ruling on Roe versus Wade, I don't believe, could have become the law of the land because it was not issued before something happened to one of the justices on the court. Or it had not been issued or was not in a stage where it was to be released as a final rendering. What are the chances that Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, or Stephen Breyer would have agreed, yeah, it's okay, go ahead and release it, you know, that's fine, yeah, I know, I know, I was all, I was all done, I had nothing else to do. I don't believe that. And we've talked before, and we'll talk again, because the violence in our inner cities doesn't abate last night, thankfully. Uh, a Dayton police officer was not hurt when someone shot at him. And two Franklin County sheriff's uh, deputies uh, confronted a double homicide victim. Last evening, about 7 o'clock at a Sunoco gas station at the corner of Stelzer and Agler Roads, he fired at them, and they fired back, and the suspect ended up dead. I sure hope Franklin County Sheriff's deputies won't, or Franklin County Sheriff's office won't take more than a year to justify this as uh, a good shoot, like they did with the officer who shot Micaiah Bryant. So, I think we can talk about Uvalde, and we can talk about all the different knee-jerk measures to control school shootings, and if any of them would work, I'd be all about it. We can talk about extremist ideology, whether it's white supremacy, whether it's Black Lives Matter, which is also extremist ideology, whether it's anti-Asian hate, whether it's anti-Semitic hate. It's all under the same umbrella, as Andrew Clavin once said, the devil doesn't care who does the hating, he just wants the hating to get done. And it's getting done. And also, you can factor in the desperation that people feel. Average, everyday, normal, law-abiding American citizens are feeling a desperation that they have not felt in decades because of ever-increasing prices. How do people respond when they feel threatened physically? They respond in kind, right? back somebody into a corner, that's the euphemism, they're going to come out swinging. That's the euphemism. But it's very true because that is what people do to defend their physical safety. Well, when you allow policies to not be changed that clearly are not working, and I think with record inflation, record gas prices, it's pretty indisputable that the Biden administration's policies are not working. When you allow those policies to continue because you are ideologically committed to your idea at the expense of evaluating objective data and facts, 
then people get financially desperate. And their stress level goes up and their panic level goes up and their worry goes up. And if you're someone who is already on the ragged edge of sanity, then things that in a normal, orderly, prosperous time that you could slough off and survive are things that can trigger a response in you that maybe even the person doing it doesn't doesn't recognize. So I think we're headed for a very turbulent summer. And the Biden administration, they don't care. They are safe, ensconced behind their security. You can't have a gun, but they have plenty of people with guns to guard them. They continue to blame things that are clearly not the reason for things going sideways as the sole reason for things going sideways. It's Vladimir Putin's fault. It's the Republicans' fault. In a in a Congress, by the way, that is entirely controlled by Democrats. It's interesting that it is the Republicans' fault. It's not the Democrats' fault that they can't get anything done. It's not the Democrats' fault that what they do get done doesn't work. It's the Republicans' fault. And if you disagree... If you push back, if you offer a different policy, well, it's not because you're coming from a different position, ideologically believe something else. It's because you are a bigot or you are hateful or you are racist. And again, those labels don't do anything to calm the temperature. Joe Biden goes to Buffalo and highlights a mass shooting because it fits his narrative that white supremacy is the number one threat. Do you think that does anything to mitigate the tension between the races? No, it absolutely does not. And when he goes to Uvalde and pretty much gives a partisan speech blaming it on Republicans and their unwillingness to go along with his gun grab and invasion of the Second Amendment, Invasive actions toward the Second Amendment. Does that lower the temperature? No, it doesn't. And so I don't think we have what we need to have to have an orderly society. We don't have trust and respect between the parties. We don't have a party in power that's willing to change the course which it has taken us on in a year and a half in office. That has made everything, everything worse. Is there a single aspect of our society that is better with Joe Biden and the Democrats in control than it was before? Well, of course, the one. We don't have a president tweeting mean things anymore. I never was that offended by the mean tweets, but apparently that must be worth a lot. So a couple, hmm, it's been more than a year ago, uh, when Chuck Schumer stood on the steps of the Supreme Court and 
said something that at the time raised eyebrows among those of us who realized how incendiary it was. Uh, But, you know, abortion is the holy sacrament to the Democratic Party and to leftists and progressives. And so Chuck Schumer, a U.S. senator, stood on the steps of the Supreme Court and said this. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. And mm-hmm. You won't know what hit you. Maybe a bullet, maybe a knife. California man found in the neighborhood of Brett Kavanaugh's house last night by U.S. Marshals, and he admitted that he was there to kill Brett Kavanaugh. So, this is the national rhetoric of the Democratic Party. And the hope is that it'll be roundly rejected in the midterm elections. Last night, in primaries across the country, uh, a blow for, (laughs) I don't know if it was a blow for conservatism, conservatism, what is it? Our book of the month is... I have to have it. I have a copy of it right here. I have to look at it because I want to say conservatism. And on the cover of the book, it's conservatism. So that's a book that I'm going to have to, uh, that's a word I'm going to have to learn how to say. I'll tell you more about the book of the month, which you can get at 989theanswer.com and theanswerdayton.com. But the blow last night in San Francisco struck against District Attorney Chesa Bodine. Chesa Bodine now will have to operate, because he's summarily out on his keister, he will have to operate now, continue to operate now, as a domestic terrorist without a title. Because he's been a domestic terrorist ever since he took over as a chief law enforcement officer in San Francisco. You've seen the videos. Smash and grabs. People just walking into stores. Clerks watching. As guys fill shopping bags full of merchandise, calculating in their heads the value of said merchandise at less than $1,000 so they can't be charged with a crime. Homelessness abounds in San Francisco, as it does in Los Angeles, as it does in many cities. Seattle, Portland, they are all havens for open use of illegal drugs on the street. For assaults on law-abiding citizens, America's major cities are cesspools. And we wonder why we don't have any respect for law and order in the country. I mean, just here the other day in uh, Franklin County, six juveniles taken into custody yesterday following a car chase that started in North Columbus and ended in Newark. That's not a short distance, by the way. Officers were called out to Carl Road in 161 on the report of a person with a gun. So they started chasing. And say, well, you know, these kids, they'll do things after hours. It's dark at night. I'm safely at home. Uh, this happened at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Okay? So... This is not a terrible neighborhood either. That's a neighborhood most of us know very, very well. 
But that's essentially the same neighborhood where, trying to remember, how many times did a shooting happen at the Roosters just inside I-71 on 161? And that location is now closed. We had a murder while people were standing in the alcove waiting for a table. So, America's cities are in disarray. And they're in disarray because we have violated a simple law of sowing and reaping. You get what you sow, later than you sow it, more than you sow. You just do. Works in crops, works in culture. If you don't penalize criminals for crimes, and Chesa Bodine did not in San Francisco, George Gascon is not in Los Angeles, Seattle, Portland, even here in Columbus. We're on pace for 10,000 car thefts. Does that mean we have 10,000 lawless people in Franklin County? No, no. It means we have kids who steal cars, get caught, go in for paperwork for a couple hours, and then get let go, and then go out and steal another car the same day. And sometimes get caught again the same day. Or they get an ankle monitor, and they go home, and they cut it off, and then they go steal a car. Because we do not prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. We're afraid we'll scar them. They, I mean, you know, the Franklin County Juvenile Court judges wrote a letter to police protesting the police initiative to stop juvenile car thefts in town. It was racist to arrest black kids for stealing cars. Guess what? Columbus police will arrest any kid for stealing a car. Although now I certainly don't know if they will, since the police oversight review board and the police administration and the mayor and the city law director... None of them have the back of police officers in the city of Columbus. If I'm a police officer in the city of Columbus, and I want to stay a police officer in the city of Columbus, I pretty much stay parked in my cruiser and just watch the world go by. It's about the only way not to get prosecuted for police misconduct or not to do something that a citizen will accuse you of wrongdoing, which will result in the city paying a multi-million dollar settlement. They paid multi-million dollar settlements to victims of the George Floyd riots. But a funny thing happened. When those cases went to court, none of those police officers were convicted of anything. Now, I always thought... Somebody had to commit a crime against you for you to be a victim. But not in this case. The people who, you know, boy, those police were so mean to us. They got a settlement of five million bucks from the city. From the city. Who am I kidding? That came from you, your tax dollars. That money could be used to improve bad neighborhoods. Hmm. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.